Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. Just as the man said, I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me this week and happy 2024 to you, whether it feels like one or not, right? Um, I did a little, I did a little uh, Instagram thing a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week ago. And um, I talked about why New Year's resolutions have become bullshit. And they've become increasingly bullshit to the point where people don't even really make them anymore. And, you know, I want you to think for a moment. Why do people not make them anymore? Why do people relate to them like bullshit? Why has it gotten to this So in other words, where's all the enthusiasm for the new year gone? So, you know, I don't see social media filled with people saying, this is my year to blah, 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 blah. This is my year when I'm finally going to, like, I don't see it. I see people saying that resolutions are bullshit, of course. But, But resolutions have become bullshit simply because of our cynicism and our apathy. And it's our growing fucking cynicism. And social media is a swamp of cynicism, of bringing people down, of undermining, of cutting down. But where's all that coming from? It's all coming from our personal relationship to ourselves. You see, why why resolutions have become bullshit is because when they're spoken into existence, they're created and declared over the top of quicksand. There's no foundation for them to have any real meaning or substance. See, when I say this is my year to lose that weight, this is my year... To make that money. This is the year to get the relationship that I want. This is the year to get my career or business or whatever on track. This is my year. When I make those statements, I make those statements over the top of all the other fucking times that I've completely abandoned 
my word to myself. All the times when I've said I'm getting up at six tomorrow and I don't. All the times when I've said no carbs today and I fucking did. All the times when I'm going, I got really got to watch my pocketbook and I've spent the fucking money. All the times when I've said two drinks and had 10. All the times when I've said I'm not going to fucking lose my shit and I did it. All the times when I've promised and declared and not delivered on myself. When my integrity levels, when my personal relationship to self is so fucking shitty that when I declare something for a new year, in the back of my mind, I know it's shit. I know it's garbage. I know I'm just functioning out of hope or some temporary motivation. So if you want to know why resolutions have become increasingly bankrupt, I just explained it. You can't have a functioning life over the top of bullshit. Not authentically. I, I you know, I've I've told you in the, the fairly recent past, I've been working with some athletes, and um, you know, high performing, well known, famous successful athletes, okay? Successful in all the face of it. And one of the things that, you know, that thing that I do with those people when I first get together with any performer in life, I'll look in your life. I'll, I'll look at like, okay, what's currently not working? And if they say, well, I'm not performing as the way that I want to, I say, no, let's look in your life first. Because whatever's not functioning in your life will be showing up in your performance. That's true of any field. If you're a fucking tennis player, basketball player, soccer player, CEO, lawyer, doctor, nurse, welder, whatever's go. And people may go, no, 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 no. I go to work and I get away from it. No. You're still not performing in the way that you could if your life was working. And it's true of you, no matter what you're doing. And that's why, you know, a number of my books have been about going into the past, right? Grow up. My latest book goes into the past and has you confront how much of that is still playing out in the current life you have. There's no power in your life because you don't have a powerful relationship to your past. And no, fucking determination is not a powerful relationship to your past. Indignation is not a powerful relationship to your past. Force is not a powerful relationship to your past. Anger resentment, those are not powerful relationships to your past. But neither is sadness and hopelessness and helplessness. Those are not powerful relationships to your past. So you need to understand, you really need to get clear about 
If you want your future to have power, you must have a powerful relationship to your past, period. If you want your present to have power, you must have a powerful relationship to your past, period. But what is a fucking powerful relationship to your past, Mr. Scottish man? All right, I'm going to tell you. Relax. You'll notice, if you listen to me talk, I'll occasionally talk about my past. I only bring it up to be of service to you, to give you something. But I resolved and, and found true peace with my past. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. When I started to do the work on myself and realized what I was holding on to. And there are things that you do, right? When you realize that and you have that realization, conversations you need to have. One of the big things recently, in fact, it was on that same Instagram live that I did. Somebody piped up a question. I love to take questions on those things because it's just so beneficial for all the people participating. They're so juicy and real and in the moment. And um, so somebody piped up and said, I've been looking to get complete with my son. I've reached out to him a number of times and he won't talk to me. Because I want to get complete with that time in our lives. Which was the complete wrong approach, right? And the question I asked that person was, have you ever thought about what it's going to take for him to get complete with that past? Now, that's fucking radical, really. We, we're so, so many of us are still fucking pissed off at our childhood. And trying to solve that for ourselves, trying to put it in a place in our mind that we can live with. But as I've said numerous times, if it keeps coming up for you, it's not in a place that you can fucking live with. And when I say keeps coming up, I mean recollect, triggered, caused by, jarred by, unsettled by, revisit, Regularly or otherwise, that's not in a place that you can live at peace with. It's not. That's why it keeps coming up. It's a beach ball under the water. And then you convince yourself you can live with it. So then you're like, this is nothing. But if it was nothing, it would truly be nothing. Because you don't see the impact. You don't see what you've had to do to yourself to live with it. And again, and grow up. I mean, <laughs> Grow Up is a fucking paradigm-shifting book. If you haven't read that book or listened to that book yet, then you're cheating yourself out of something because that book was dying to be written. And similarly to uh, Stop Doing That Shit, not an easy book to read. Jarring. Confronting. Gets under your fingernails. Like, oh, damn it. 
So have you ever thought about your own past, thought about, oh, how you get over it? How does everybody else get over it? Right? What was it like for them then and their childhood? But I think one of the things that was a big realization for me was what it was like for people to live with me since then. What that was like. And and I've explained this, you know, I, I wasn't a bad fucking person. I wasn't like, when I say a bad person, I mean somebody who's committing heinous acts and breaking the law and self-destructing and blah, blah. I was your average fucking guy working a job in a relationship, out of a relationship. Try another one, out of that one. Finally get married. But what was all of that like for the world to share time and space with me? I mean, you tell the truth. It's not fucking great. I'm not, was it great to be around? Did I have friends? Yes. Did I have plenty of friends? Yes. Was I popular? Yeah, I was fairly popular. But certainly not the guy who was free and unburdened. Certainly not a guy who could start to impact the quality of life around him. I was too busy trying to impact the quality of life for myself. Way too busy, way too internal, way too checked out, way too not fucking present, not present, not locked in, not in touch with my environment and what was going on around me and how the people around me were experiencing life. And it's not a hop and a skip and a jump. If you can get yourself there right now, Like, well, what, what is it like right now for the people around me? What are they going through? All right, now go back to your fucking childhood and see what people there were going through. Some of which you don't know when you might never know. And, and these are the parts of grow up that I went into with people, you know, because I started to really wonder what it was like for my dad to be seven or 10. What it was like for my mom to be 11 or four, or 16, and what the world was like then, and what that must have been like for a human being with that background to enter that world. And then I fucking judged them. For all the things that I thought they got right, and all the things that I thought they got wrong. And all the things that they did that I would never do. I would never do that. But they did it. And I judged them for that. And I blamed them for that. And I victimized myself for that. And I became determined and dug in. And, you know, like the triumphant victim. <laughs> Which is... Equally as bad as the self-pitying one. 
Because then, you know, I became hard and calloused. I had no time for other people. What they might have been going through. Because I went through stuff. And that's sometimes when people hear me talk, they resonate with what I'm saying because they are the very person that I'm talking about. And they cherry pick what I'm saying because it applies to how they currently behave and they think they're onto something. And you're not onto something. You're harsh. You're hard. You're not easy to love. And people put up with it because they love you. But they'd rather you weren't that way. So, to change your life now, to make real, lasting, transformational shifts in the quality of your life. You have to deal with the bullshit that's in the background of it so that your words have power in the foreground of it. And then you'll get to the point where resolutions actually fucking mean something. You can actually resolve something for yourself and you can actually say a new life you can speak it any existence and because your relationship to that is so fucking powerful it will get delivered on it's not an i'm gonna it's a fucking profound promise that you make to yourself and that promise resonates with you so powerfully so profoundly that there is no escaping it there is no circumstance that can come along that will interfere with that. No feeling, no thought, no circumstance that will interfere with that. Because your relationship to that promise is inseparable. That's the work to do. You begin with small things and you deliver. And other small things and you deliver. And awkward things and you deliver. And yeah, it's fucking baby steps at the beginning. But you don't let yourself off with a lifetime of baby steps. You accelerate and you gain momentum and you produce. And then and then you shock yourself with what you were able to do. And then you realize like, shit, there is no world that's in the way. There is no circumstance against me. There's just me, my thoughts, and what I do with them. That's where you get to. It's me and my thoughts and what I deal with them because my thoughts are fucking meaningless. What do they mean? Nothing. They only mean something to me because I give them meaning. I attribute meaning to my internal state. I give it significance and weight and then I do what I feel internally. Now, obviously, look, if you follow me on social media, I simplify some of this so that it resonates. But there's a lot to it. You can hear there's a lot to it. Change begins 
by changing what you do. Speaking is a fucking action. Think about it that way. Think of it speaking like an action. Speaking can make things happen. Maybe not across the board, but speaking can make things happen. You speak things into existence and act accordingly. Until those resolutions, every year on the 1st of January, you can create a whole new fucking life for yourself and spend the next year delivering and fulfilling on that. But then you can do that every fucking day, every week, every month. You don't have to wait till January. You start right now. What are you tolerating? What are you putting up with? What about you needs to fucking change right now? Speak it and do it. We'll be right back in a moment. I'm going to take a little break right now. Don't forget the new desktop 2024 Unfuck Yourself calendar is out and live on Amazon. I think it's in bookstores too. Um, Published by the brilliant people at Andrews McNeil Publishing. Um, They do such a fucking great great job with these calendars, by the way. And the new calendar... has obviously a whole host of new quotes from all the books, from Stop Doing That Shit, from Love Unfucked. There's quotes peppered throughout this calendar. Every single day, you get a new quote. So um, make sure you get yours. And if you haven't got your copy of Grow Up Yet, Becoming the Parent Your Kids Deserve, but really what it says is Becoming the Human Being the World Deserves. That's really what that's about. It's all about who you are and what you're going to need to change that. All right, we're going to take our break. Be back in just a moment. Hang right in there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. As with most weeks, although the Christmas episode didn't have one of these, but we got a question, right, from a member of the nation. Um, This is a challenging subject, okay? Very challenging subject. Um, And I want you to sit with it, okay? So you might get hooked. By what I'm saying, you might get hooked by what I'm about to say. And um, my request is that you don't, 
Okay. And if you find yourself getting hooked, remind yourself of the context. Okay. The context is critical here. This is about producing breakthroughs for people, allowing people to get past things, to move on with their lives. Okay. So this is from Jenna. Jenna says, is there an episode, anything on moving past domestic violence abuse? Without family support, no family, and without therapy, mental health professional, um, I work in a specific area and cannot really afford living alone in the place that I live, much less health insurance. Is there any trust issue to be addressed, letting someone in again? It feels as if I'm not worth anything to anyone and really should just stop now and accept rather than just keep believing something that may not be possible for someone like me. Hard to believe, and maybe I have to. It feels wrong. Damn it. I've tried to keep it short. Thanks for stepping up every day. Jenna. All right, Jenna. And I've left uh, some little personal details that Jenna had um, described. But anyway, let's dig into this subject. Okay. So there's, I'm going to kind of pick this apart for Jenna here, and I want everybody to listen. From the perspective of their own life, that is something you feel as if you can't get past, something that might be going on right now, something that might have happened in the past, um, some situation. Now, Jenna, I can hear in your communication, you've already got this categorized for yourself. So it, it, it already sets logically in certain categories and you're going to relate to the categories and try and solve the issues from the categories that you've already created right so is there an episode anything on moving past domestic violence abuse okay so believe it or not that doesn't tell me anything what you've just said and it conjures up images for me Right, of what that might look like. So I'm already attempting to connect to what you've said based on what I know, which might end up being nothing like what you had to deal with. So I can't coach those two things ontologically. Can't coach them because I don't know what they are. What would work for you would be to start breaking that down for yourself. Okay, so when you're saying domestic violence and abuse, let's talk about what happened. Okay, so was it shouting, screaming, name calling, put downs like that? What was it physical, right? So was it pushing, shoving, hitting, punching? What was it? Okay. Not only what was it, when was it, and how many times was it? Now you can't say, oh, we're on for years. Yeah, well, I've been going to the bathroom for years, but not quite literally for years. It's just been intermittently for years. I need to know how often. Why does that matter? Because you'll have a better sense of what you're dealing with. You'll have a better sense of what you're dealing with when you say, look, 
And I know that was a silly comparison he made, by the way, but I just wanted you to get a sense of something. So really, what we want to know here is what was it, when was it, and how often was it? And you need to either recollect that or write that down in as cold a way as you can without adding anything that amplifies or magnifies it. So you need to be able to see it in front of your face. Like, right, so, and I've done this many times, but, you know, if you were to write down, well, you know, my former partner would come home and immediately we would get any a conversation and it seems to me like he would get or she would get angry and then they would raise their hand and they would hit me across the arm, across the face, across the head. And if I look back on it now, that seemed to happen at least two times a week. And those episodes would last anywhere from between two minutes and an hour, right? I'm just giving you an example here, right? So two days a week for several minutes at a time, that's what my experience was. Now, again, I can already hear some of you out there gritting your fucking teeth, right? Oh, this is like diminishing what happened. No, this is getting real about what happened. At the same time, by the way, Jenna, what you need to realize is whenever that was going on, you were getting more and more internal. And what it was highlighting, what was coming to the surface were some things that you already believed about yourself deep down. Okay. They might not have been, they might not have seemed significant to you when you were younger, but as you got older and you get into this kind of relationship, those things came to the surface. Okay. So you want to know that so that you know exactly what you're dealing with. Okay. The other thing I need you to understand is that this happened doesn't mean anything about you. You're currently making something up. You're making it mean something about you, like I'm not worthy of love. So this happened, and what you've left yourself with now is that, you know, love's not for you or some bullshit. I can't speak for whatever somebody might have done or not done to you. I can't speak to that. I don't know that person. I don't know. I don't know their mind, right? I don't know what propelled them to do what they did. It doesn't make it for, forgivable. I'm not asking you to forgive that fucking person. What I'm saying to you is you got to be a little more articulate with the language that you're using because you'll have to live ultimately with the language that you use. The massive temptation here in a situation like this is one of blame. Now you're at the point where you're kind of like self-blaming. Right? That person you were in a relationship might have been a complete fucking asshole. And violent, and a drunk, and a drug addict, and whatever. That's right. None of which, by the way, justifies what they did or didn't do. None of that justifies it. And from one human being to another, 
I'm sorry that you had to go through what you went through. And I'm glad that you found whatever you needed to to make that change for yourself. But there's nothing for you down the tunnel of A, trying to make sense of that person, trying to make sense of yourself, because sometimes people experience a lot of guilt or shame. I should have got it earlier. I should have done something earlier. You did what you did. They did what they did. And none of it fucking means anything. It's fucking meaningless bullshit. A thousand years from now, no one will know what even fucking happened. But you might spend the rest of your life toiling with that. And that, Jenna, would be a waste of a fucking life. You think about all the possibilities and all the potentials and all the fucking great things that could exist in that lifespan. They're there for you. They're there for you. They're there. But getting there to express those things, to do those things, will become challenging the more you dwell in that time in your life. Uh, I recommend you read Do the Work. Do the Work will get you at a spot where you'll see what you're hanging on to and give you the room to kind of let go of it. And um, I suspect you're in a a little bit of a mode of self-punishment right now, which it's okay. It's natural. People do it. But you don't want to dwell there. Okay? And I think think I'm correct here. I think there's some work you need to do on yourself to resolve some things with yourself that were there when you went into that relationship. Which, which, by the way, in many ways would explain the relationship. Not what happened in the relationship, but that that was the one you chose to get into. That that was the one. That that person was the one. So, <clears throat> what happened? Specifically? How often? And if you want, add it all up. Add it all up. Add up all the minutes. Add them all up. Give it your best estimate. Write them down. Look at those minutes. Look at those hours, whatever it is, days, weeks. And I want you to ask yourself a simple question. It becomes two questions, but the first one is, Am I willing to define myself by that? And the second question is, am I willing to spend the rest of my life being defined by that? So am I willing to be defined by that? And am I willing to spend the rest of my life to be defined by that? We just need one no. And when you get one no... The next question you need to ask yourself is, okay, I'm not willing to be defined by that. So now what? Now what? Now what turns your attention to the future? What do I need to handle? What do I need to manage? Number one, to support me in leaving that thing in the past where it is. 
So it could be anything. Go on to fucking YouTube, learn how to meditate, exercise, eat differently. Lots of things you can do on a strictly no fucking money budget. Okay, lots of things you can do. But it's but it's you got to start looking at what works for you, right? I mean, sometimes I'm not joking. Sometimes people can't even believe this, but it's fucking true. Take a fucking afternoon nap. Allows your body to rest. Allows your mind to rest. Meditate. Read. Sing. Walk. Start putting some new things in your life that support you. That actually do make you feel better. Right? And you might want to consider a life change. You might want to consider like, okay, Maybe I need to move to a new spot. Maybe you're in a new spot. But your life has to start reflecting the life that you're after, the life you want. And if you want a life of peace, then you got to start doing things that elicit that experience for you. All right? And if you and, and that might even be a temporary phase for you. You might think, you know what? I need like three or six months here just to figure some things out for myself. And to kind of get myself away from this attachment because, you know, you are a little attached to being in a relationship, which tells me that you see relationships as a pathway to escape yourself. This is a fucking great time time for you to be yourself and to get settled with who you are. And occasionally you might look back at that little list you made of all the times you might say, fuck's sake, I was about to redefine my life based on 227 minutes or 1895 minutes or 2028 minutes. I was about to define the rest of my life based on that. On what amounts to nine hours, 14 hours. What that does is it gets you zeroed in on what happened as opposed to all the emotional weight about what happened. It's easier to make a decision about what happened than it is to wrestle with all of that emotional weight. You got to separate the two of them. That's all this does, separates them. People keep really struggling to separate them. That's why they fight for it, because the emotion and the, what happened are so intertwined, they can't get them separate. Well, one way to separate them is what happened and how often. Specifically what happened and the way that I just described, okay? Now, I know for some of you, that might have been, you might have got really fucking hooked by that. I get that. Be responsible for the degree to which you're now making things up about what I just said. Right? Because we love to add meaning. There's no extra meaning here. Okay? There's nothing else going on. I swear to God, if somebody fucking emails me, you're gaslighting and you're victim, shit, fucking stop. And you know what? Don't listen to me. Go to somebody else. Because I am not your guy. And you need somebody else to support you with what you currently believe to be true. Okay? Um, the show, my life, Everything that I fucking do 
is about impacting people and making a difference for people so that they can get on with living their life. If you don't like that, that's okay. But please don't get in the way of them living the life they want just because you don't agree with what I might have said or didn't say, okay? I have unbelievable, tremendous amount of compassion for people. And there has to be a point in your life when whatever happened is now complete. And if you read any of my fucking books, there's so many avenues, so many ways for you to get complete, so many ways for you to leave things with yourself in a way. I mean, guys, read uh, Wise as Fuck, where I talk about grief. But it's the same for hate and anger and resentment. That You have a choice in where these things reside with you, where they sit with you. That's where the work needs to get done. Where am I com- Where am I leaving this for myself? Where does this sit with me? And there's not a fucking thing, not a fucking thing that you can't get to sit with you in a way that leaves you with peace of mind and a sense of satisfaction. All right, listen, that's it for the week. Jenna, thank you for your vulnerable and courageous question. Um, We'll be back next week with another episode. Don't forget your copies of the Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life desktop calendar. It's one of those little ones you tear a piece off, right? And you can stick up in your fucking wall if you want. Um, Every day you get a new quote. And uh, we'll be back next week. Um, There's things in the offing that I'm not going to get into right now because I'm not in a spot where I can declare them. But this is going to be quite the year for the nation. All right. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.